Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now I didn't take any notes, and I should have, because halfway through that movie, I lost complete interest. The first half was good. The premise was good? The premise was, I don't know. The first half, I think because of the premise, is why I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then I was like, nothing's really happening, though. But then it tried to be way too... You know what? Let's, let's introduce the movie before we trash it. Welcome back to another episode of Bearded B-Roll with this week's weekend roundup, Ava's Possession. Also, R.I.P. Robert Downey Jr. Sr., dead at 85. You can't say Junior Sr., bro. What did I say? Junior Sr., just Sr. Robert, Robert, Robert Downey Jr.'s dad died. Did you know he made movies? I didn't know that. Anyway, Ava's Possession. Ava's Possession. So this was a movie that, uh, you know, it had, a, it had a fun concept. Hey, what if there was rehab for people who were possessed by demons, which also raises a whole host of like moral questions because the options, well, you know what? Okay. So we have this character, Ava, and apparently she is, the movie opens with her being possessed, but then coming right out of it. And then the rest of the movie, she is forced to answer for the things she did while she was a demon. So it's kind of like the exorcist meets the hangover, sort of. She doesn't really remember what she did to people, but like minus all the humor. It's like if being possessed was the same as being addicted to crack cocaine. So once again, we're in another one of these where the metaphor of the movie is drug addiction. And the guy from Evil Dead, Lou Taylor Pucci, was also in this movie. Who's Lou Taylor Pucci? He played uh, the scholar in Evil Dead, and he was the... Uh... Oh, the new one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the new one. I, I, said, I said Evil Dead, not the Evil Dead. Listen, 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 listen Margaret. Anyway. This was like a weird week of uh, movies that we're talking about where the meta is somehow knowing that whatever creepy monster exists and then just kind of living alongside of it, which is weird. All right, well, back on topic. So back on topic. Ava's possession, she has... I don't know if she actually technically killed anyone, but she assaulted a bunch of people. She, no, have... she definitely killed somebody. Oh, well, that's not revealed till the end, though. I mean, in the beginning part, where... Once again, sort of closer to the beginning than normal. Spoilers! <laughs> for many movies. So, so Ava is uh, in her lawyer's office. She's being shown videos of herself attacking some guy at a, an ATM machine and banging his head against it and robbing him. 
the lawyer tells her she has a couple options. She can go to court, go to a mental institution, or engage in some type of 12-step program for people that were possessed, which I kind of had a problem with because that's somehow implying that the possession is their fault. But at the same time, they never really like, for the most part, these people didn't do anything. They just happened to be possessed. So it's not the same as like a drug addiction. It even gets brought up where like at one point they're like, oh, it's because she does drugs. But then like later it's like, no, there's like, it could have just happened. It could have been someone else's fault. Could have been no reason at all. It could be your fault. So like, it's so vague. Yeah, I feel like there there was, this movie actually would have been much more interesting if it was told from the perspective of like a law firm. I think it's funny, like knowing, knowing that there's a demon that's possessed, like demons can possess people and then treating them as if somehow they did all these things is like, I don't even, I don't even understand that. It sends mixed messages because if like it, if, if being possessed by a demon is known well enough that there's like a legal precedent for it, then it's still weird that that person is considered responsible for the actions they undertook whilst being possessed. Yeah. <laughs> like you're going to go to jail and or a mental institution and or why don't you go to Jesus rehab? But we know you were possessed. Yeah. yeah. So. I, one of my favorite scenes of this movie is when she is sitting around at the 12-step meeting in group trying to talk about all the horrible things she did, and that one guy just won't shut up about eating his own dog. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, he was like, yeah, well, did you eat your own dog, bitch? And she's like, no. Oh, he, no. That's not how he did it, even. He did it weirder than that. It was passive-aggressive. It was passive It wasn't even, no, no. She was like, I woke up, there was blood on my floor. He's like, could be animal blood. <laughs> and they're like, shut up about your dog. <laughs> your dog's in a better place I'm like no it's not it's inside of him he ate it as a demon a dog's spirit is in hell and there's that other girl who's like like fangirl groupying hard on her demon yeah she's like oh i was so good with him inside me yeah my demon was abaddon he's so cool <laughs> i miss him and he was a superhero also let's like i'd like to mention that i actually love that demon name to the point where my new rat is named abaddon and my horse in red dead is named Abaddon. You got a rat? And that was before this movie. I have a rat now. Okay. I have to get it a friend. Like another rat? Yeah. You should have got a hedgehog, man. They're cooler. I didn't mean to get a rat. It was just brought to my house by someone. By a cat? No. By my sister. Just like how possible. In the beginning of this movie, they really set it up that on this same note. That the family, her sister, mom, and dad, and her sister's fiance, are the reason she was possessed. Because that was the vibes I got until I got bored with the movie. Her family was weirdly disapproving, and we don't really know why at first. I thought maybe... Disapproving, okay, but it seemed like they were highly involved. And there was like whispering behind her back and shit that like... It, it, it seemed like they could have taken this movie, and maybe they were going to take this movie that way, and then didn't. Did you notice who played the dad? Uh, yeah, the Grim Reaper from uh, Bill and Ted's Tales Bogus Journey. Crypt. Oh, that too. William Sadler. He was in a bunch of Tales from the Crypt shit, yeah. I always remember him as, as the Reaper guy, the, the executioner or whatever that then like gets executed. He was also in Bordello of Blood. He's been in a lot of things. He played, uh, he played a mummy in that, in like the framing story. Oh, yeah. No, no, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I just watched that too. So... The mom I know from stuff, too. 
but I, I can't. I can't. She place looked her. familiar. I, I was curious about that eye patch, though, from the moment we saw her. Yeah, it took a while to get to there, and it was like a, it was like a designer eye patch too. Did you notice it had some kind of weird paisley pattern on it at one point? Yeah, did you notice how thick it was? <laughs> yeah, that eye patch was thick. It was so thick. Thick. It's raised off her face way too much. So Ava is trying to get her life back in order. She's got her parents sort of babying her. Uh, they really want her to go to the institution. And we've got the sister and her like boyfriend slash fiance who don't believe her to be mentally fit to take care of herself. Uh, and we find out Ava works at some kind of music talent agency. She like goes back there and there's this really tasteless band of like- It's only like 30 seconds of this. The lead singer dressed up like a uh, like a priest with a bunch of possessed backup dancers. Singing about her possession. Yeah, and they're like, well, that's one way to interpret it. It's a metaphor, and it's like, no, it's not. It's pretty literal. You're talking about the woman in the room right now. You were just singing because you didn't think she was here. So she got fired for trying to murder that guy. Unpossessed. Yeah, she was not possessed at the time. She was just like... She heard she- the drums. The drums that happened randomly. What was her demon's name? The drummer boy. Oh, Naf- Nafula. Nafula was Ava's demon. Yeah, and it's not a cool uh, name. drums uh, announce the, his presence or his coming. And, and feet, 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 feet is one of my notes because every time we see Ava, it's like a foot shot. She's like, it's like a close up on her toes or her toes curled over like the chair. I don't her- think I noticed that as much as you. I think maybe you have a feet, 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 feet thing. No, I don't have a feet, 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 feet thing, but I did question whether or not Quentin Tarantino bankrolled this at one point just because of the sheer amount of feet. I don't know. I, didn't, I did not notice her feet that much, but it's not something I looked for. It was, you didn't have to look for it. It was like dead center frame. I think you look for feet. I think you're like, man, feet. I think feet are incredibly useful. I, I feel like if they're... you were a Nickelodeon producer, you'd be that one guy that did those shows where he focused on the feet. That's not ringing a bell with me. I don't remember his name. He was in all that, and he was a producer for iCarly and stuff. He's famous. I miss all that. That was my Saturday Night Live when I was a kid. <laughs> anyway, so Ava's possession, so she's not possessed, but she has a friend who wants to be possessed. So she's going to help her with that, even though they're in possession rehab. Which the rehab scenes were some of the best scenes in this movie. Nah, like the rehab coach is the greatest because he is like, uh, kind of a dick like it'd be like going to like alcoholics anonymous and them just yelling at you for like being like oh yeah i had jim bean we never say the jim bean word (laughs) yeah because they're not allowed to say demon at uh (laughs) they can't call it what it is yeah which is weird because i'm pretty sure you're still allowed to like say heroin when you're at a narcotics anonymous meeting yeah i'm pretty sure it's like part of it is like saying what drug you were on yeah, it's uh, like, you have to acknowledge it for it to exist. And this one, they're like, no, 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 no D word. We don't say demon. We talk about spirits. Which it makes me wonder, is there more things that possess people in this universe? I was confused about that. Because, is there more monsters? Well, there's also like the, they, okay, it's a meeting for people to stop being possessed by demons, which I guess because, what did they say, you're... 10 times more susceptible to being uh, possessed again once you've already had a demon inside of you. Well, especially if you go to these rehab things where they actively have you get possessed so that you can see if you can get unpossessed by yourself. Yeah, like they have an amulet that like returns your demon to your body. I don't know. I don't know. But imagine going to like Alcoholic Anonymous 
and they're like, here's five shots of whiskey. Don't drink them. <laughs> or, or like getting you drunk and then be like, all right, now be sober. <laughs> be sober now. When you can be sober after you're drunk, you can be done. <laughs> it was a very... Uh... It was a the funny thing too is a lot of this opened the door for comedy and then like no, no jokes for like None. the entire movie. Didn't get that at all. This was a real miss. A real miss with like a lot of good opportunity. They had like a lot of like relatively famous people in it too cuz the lawyer was the guy from Balls of Fury. Oh yeah, that's famous. I love that movie. The only person I recognized, like, legitimately, other than Lou Taylor Pucci, was William Sadler. You don't... Fine, whatever, be lame. Um, I never watched Balls of Fury. He was in other stuff that just wasn't... I don't remember what those are. This movie, and I know you hate his movies, but this movie actually would have been better if it was directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, God, no, it would have been the saddest movie ever, but the trailer would have been hilarious. <laughs> I don't know. It just wasn't. It was a silly subject matter, and they treated it with irreverence. Like, it, but then at the same time, they didn't make jokes about it. So it was like. I, I honestly think that maybe the person who created this movie really went through Alcoholics Anonymous or Drug Narcotics Anonymous, whatever, and they were like, "But it wasn't me. It was drugs. It was demons." And they tried to just push the blame, and then they were like, "You know what? That'd be a good movie." But then they just focused on the one step of where you go and you try and make amends. That's the only, it's the only step she really went through. Sort of. And that's how she met that prostitute again. Noelle. Noelle was the prostitute's name. I wonder if the name Noelle for her being a prostitute was a reference to Christmas. Because, you know, Santa Claus was the patron saint of prostitutes. Right? No, I don't think Saint, that was Saint, Nic- Saint Nicholas? Nah, he is, though. It's true as fuck. <laughs> it's like prostitutes and children. Dude, I don't know religious stuff. I'm not like uh, you. And I don't watch Marvel movies. Me neither. <laughs> it's a weird time to throw that in there. <laughs> no, I always knew that just because I thought it was funny. He's patron saint of prostitutes. Well, I mean, it makes sense. Sailors, children, wolves, pawnbrokers, prostitutes, and thieves. Especially with like sex work being illegal, it makes it a lot more dangerous, so it makes sense for there to be a patron saint of prostitutes. Yeah, because they're giving gifts. And no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> they're selling services. Uh, anyway, and then the prostitute gives her like no information other than she beat some dude up she knew. But she made her pay her for that non-information. Yeah. Also, and then she got beat up. There's by... a lot of characters that don't make any sense. Yeah. And then she gets beat up by the chick's pimp who cuts her hand and tells her he's going to murder her if he sees her again. But he did not follow through. He was mad at her for apparently biting or scratching his ear while she was possessed. He was even. No, he was also mad at her because she joined someone else's prostitute fun. And uh, oh, she jumped in and she turned it into a menage a trois. And she didn't pay for it. That's why she bit his ear off. We should probably stop saying prostitute. People don't like that. Sex worker. Let's just call her Noelle. Noelle. All right. So, and she comes up many more times for more money, for slightly more information. But not really. 
one of my favorite parts was the part where Ava is speaking to her dad and she's finally accepted that she's going to go to, I don't know, somewhere else. And uh, she's like, hey, I have to go talk to this prostitute right now. She has information for when I was possessed. And he's like, that doesn't seem like a good idea. She's like, nah, I need to do it. And he's like, okay, I'll cover for you. And then she's like, I need $200 for this prostitute. I could have sworn you said you were going to stop saying the P word. I was going to, I said it nine times in a row. But it was worth it, because she calls her a prostitute. She's referred to as a prostitute in the movie. That, that sounds safe to say it, right? You don't mean it in an offensive way, and at the end of the day, that is the definition of a prostitute. So, I think you're good. I don't know. This world that we live in is confusing. So her dad gives her $200, and she goes to see the (laughs) prostitute. But she's dead. There's also this other weird, like, love angle thing happening, where you're like, Ava and uh, Lou Taylor Pucci, that, like, made no sense. Yeah, you're like, ah, he's totally going to be a bad guy. This is him and the family are connected. And there's, they really try to set up this giant, like, uh, conspiracy that. Yeah, and it never goes anywhere. The conspiracy at the end when they try to, like, Kaiser Sose everything is basically just like, she made mental connections and now realizes something. And it wasn't even, like, good. Like, it's like the whole time you're like, oh, this is crazy. It's like, whatever. No, like the secret is that she caught her brother-in-law fucking a prostitute and then he tried to get her murdered and she got possessed by a demon and murdered the hitman. Like that's the old, that's the actual storyline. But you don't find that out till 5 minutes until the end. Then there's the other the other secret revealed at the end. You can you can get it uh through genetics. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my mom was possessed by a demon. <gasps> and then there's the, I didn't understand the ending of this movie. Like even the remotely. demon shows her the demon, like throws the files across the room and it's like, look, it's your mama. But how does that in any way change the events of the film? It doesn't. It's like, why didn't Literally the mother unnecessary? It was like, why was it a secret that she was possessed in the first place? It's like one of those, like, like, yeah. Cause so I thought maybe like the parents sold her soul or something. Which would make sense. Like, if the mom was like, all right, leave me alone. Go, you can have that one. Yeah, that would have been a cool twist. But they didn't say that. No. The demon's just like, hey, also, I was inside your mom. Like, that's it. But at the end, like, like, she sees the file. The demon opens the door. The whole room fills with, like, red light. We see the silhouette of the demon. And the girl screams. Now, I'm confused because, like, up until that point, she had actually put the amulet on for the first time and fought to get the amulet off like she beat the demon but then all of a sudden knowing that her mother had been possessed now leaves her incredibly vulnerable and unable to stand up for herself like it didn't make any it didn't track like there was no logic applied to that i also like how the storyline with the friend that wanted to be repossessed pretty much that was another wasted wasted plot point oh and carol kane played the uh the magic shop owner yeah she's famous because that only lasted like half a scene she gets her friend repossessed and then her friend is immediately like ah it was worth it yeah and then she gets yelled at or kicked out of rehab because uh frank grillo light sees the uh symbol on her neck from having performed the spell i guess which was a weird plot point none of this movie had to happen it was like the first third of the movie was actually kind of cool and then everything after that like 
kind of went to shit and was really boring and unnecessary. And like, why is this happening? Anyway. What the hell were we talking about before when we kept saying thick? The eye patch. <laughs> Her mom's eye patch, because it was like weird looking. It was way thick. Three C's. So yeah, it's revealed that the sister's fiance or boyfriend is not just crushing on Ava. He wants Ava's demon back because they shared oh, a really, really close I personal connection. He wanted her to become repossessed so he and Nafula could be together again. So I kept waiting for him to get his bang. dick bit off. Never happened. I thought this was going to be like a castrations list material type situation. No. Because the demon was getting ready to blow the dude, but then it never happened. How did he die? She... He, I don't think he did die, actually. What happened to him? He was... Okay, she put the amulet on at gunpoint to bring the demon back. And he's like, oh, yeah, daddy's ready to fucking rumble or whatever weird shit he said. And she puts the uh, amulet on. The demon comes back. The demon's like, damn, boy, why are you so into me? In basically a demon voice. And then they started to, like, dance a little bit. It looked like she was going to blow him, but then she pushes him back. And uh, they're kind of like standing on stage, writhing against each other. And then the demon, which I guess it was the combination of the demon and Ava controlling her own body, like clocks him in the head and then handcuffs him to the microphone stand or something, which didn't even make sense. Cause like, why not just slip it off the microphone stand? It's a handcuff. Anyway. Um, and then after that, she like triumphantly ripped the amulet off because she was back in control of her own body. So she like intentionally put on the demon and then used it as a superpower to subdue guy whose name I can't remember and then took the amulet off because she beat the demon. But then at the end, oh, my mom was possessed. Now I can't beat the demon is where it went. So I, I don't know what the takeaway was. How about the fact that like her life coach rehab sensei was watching that whole time? Yeah, I was confused about that. That dude had a cot in his office. He clearly sleeps in this building. Well, they they, yet, they they zoomed in on the camera multiple yeah, yeah. times, like to be like he could see you. Like he wasn't worried about her being held at gunpoint. He didn't call the police. No, he just comes out. He's like, "Good job." Yeah, that was strange. <laughs> like it was all a test. You've graduated now. Could have really just been like this big family conspiracy thing, and it would have been a way better movie. It was, I don't know. There's weird plot lines that led to nothing, and that just happened, like, the whole time. Like, why didn't the demon come back and possess the mother at the end and murder the daughter? That would have been a fun twist. Why the fuck not? All right, so what's your your official ranking for this one? One beard. One beard. I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go one and a half. Because you know what, like... It wasn't that terrible. It was boring. It was a missed opportunity, but it was coherent and had some people in it that I liked. But overall, they tanked it. Was it was not coherent. Well, I mean... It was very disjointed. The plot made sense. It didn't go anywhere, but it made sense. It wasn't satisfying in like any way. There weren't really like a whole lot of plot holes. It was more like just plot lines that terminated unnecessarily. It was like that time the mom says she has cancer in the room and then they never bring it up again. You like to mention that a lot. I still haven't seen that. I don't plan on it. You have to. Yeah, I don't know. Because she was like possessed even before the whole storyline with the sister's boyfriend happened. So weird. 
So that's pretty much all I've got for Ava's Possession. Not a whole lot to delve into. There's a metaphor. Demons are like drugs, but you don't choose to take them. So it's not really an analog in that way. It's like if you were being, if, it's like if your mom did heroin and you were born addicted to heroin. And then you acted as if you were on heroin and you did a bunch of crime stuff. But like you yourself never actually took heroin. But then you have to go to a meeting to say you won't take heroin, even though it was out of your control in the first place. That's the metaphor in this movie. The metaphor is no matter what you do, you're fucked. So that was another episode of the Weekend Roundup with the Bearded B-Roll guys. That was Ava's Possession. Um, Probably don't watch it. Even though it is our weekend recommendation, but it's more like a watch it and tear it apart type situation. Oh, yeah. I forgot that that's what this is about. Never mind, watch it. It was great. 10 out of 10. No, we don't have to say it was great. But watch it and acknowledge how bad it was. It's got a cool poster. So follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bearded B-Roll and look for us anywhere you find podcasts. Check out our website, beardedbroll.com for info and links to merch. And remember to email us with ideas and suggestions at beardedbroll at gmail.com. And check out our Discord. And maybe watch this movie. Oh, God.